Jonathan E. That's my name. Hello, Mr. Diamond. We are done with week 12, I think. I think it's, we just finished up week 10. We're going to week 11. I think we. No, 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 no. We just finished week 11. This is week 12. No way. I'm pretty sure. Dang, we need to prepare better for this. We need to know the weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought we were following the episodes. This is not episode 12? I think this is episode 11. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> well, a little bit of research here. How was your week, though? It was, it was, I think it was a little bit better. I, I don't think we had any tests. We had some projects coming, you know, we did some project work, but we, we cleaned our hands. We're, we're done with that. Yeah, so. the project went, we're a week ahead of schedule, just about, which is the first time for this specific class. But oh, I'm happy. I mean, we just thrown a homework assignment at us, but yes, yes, I still. Oh, agree. I, I finished that today. Uh yeah. See, guys, Andrew is a different person from me. He is amazing. He like, oh, homework is given that day. I need to finish it that day. That's the what Andrew is. And here I am. I'm like, oh, I, I, you know, I'll do it the next day after it's given, and I fall behind. This is, yeah. Andrew's hey, it's okay. I I had some time today, and you know, but I I did. Enjoy some time off as well. I thought about how I need to relax. It can't be all work, but you know, I'm glad I got it done. But this is week two of you having a drink, so why don't you tell us what you have while I open oh. my drink as well? Yes, sir. Try not okay. to make a mess this time again. All right, so I have a drink. Oh, you're opening it up already. All right, for sure. I made right. a mess again. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, <laughs> while this is going, are you good? Are you okay? Yeah, Did you catch it already? Mess. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a mess? Okay, for sure. Are we going to say the name of the drink today, or are we just going to say that at the way end? You could say it. At the- we said it last time, I think. I, I think we did. So, w- well, I guess you open your drink first. So I want to see I want to see what you got, bro. Well, Unless I got an IPA it today. No, Ooh, I, I, okay. I, 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 little mess, little mess, but... <laughs> It's called Shatter Cone Indian IPA. Uh, yes, cones. Seismic. Cones are great. A little reference to your project that we just finished. Um, okay, an IPA. For me, I have a Japanese soda today. Okay, what ha- have you got? You, well, Andrew, have you ever had any Japanese sodas? I had one of those. I don't know if it was Japanese. It's one of those that have like the marble in it. That is exactly what I have today. I have a Ravenet. Oh, is that I'm sorry. Say it? I never knew how to say it. I, I'm pretty sure it could be pronounced better. Sorry, guys. I'm not Japanese. If you guys don't know, I'm Korean. But I'm going to have a really hard time opening this. I think I'll still have a cleaner opening than Andrew, though. Hey, man. <laughs> I, I'm starting to think it's me because it happens every time. I took great care today, too. I tapped the can so it wouldn't do it. But I see. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm not built for the cans. Maybe not. All right. I'm going to open it. Well, my my drink is good. I'm gonna let you try yours, but mine is good. I enjoy IPA, so it's a pretty good beer. Well, my marbles inside the bottle. If you guys have never had this drink, 
It's so odd. It's such a unique way of sealing a bottle. The bottle looks like a, a human being. All right, Andrew. It's a little bit, a little disconcerting, but the drink itself, I think, is pretty. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good drink, and it's really fun because there's a marble in there. I've tried taking it out before. I've had one once a really long time ago. It was like a melon, oh, and yeah. it was it was interesting. It was pretty good. For sure, for sure. But yeah, that's our drink. I have a ramenet, and then you have something about sh- sh- not shockwave, right? But <laughs> shattercone <laughs> seismic IPA. Yeah, shattercone seismic IPA. So I, I was actually, I was actually recommended a drink by somebody I know. Actually, I don't know the person person personally, but mm-hmm. I'm on a Discord server with them. Um, I forgot their name, but it's it's an incoming intern where I'm interning as well. Oh, and they sure. recommended me a drink. So next time I'm out, I actually am out of beer. So I have to go this sometime this week to go pick up more beer. Ah, there you go. It's an so, exciting time. Yeah. Hopefully I'll, I'll see what the one particular beer that they're talking about. I forgot what it was, but I'll just have to check again. But for sure. enough of that. Johnny, what are we talking about this week? We are talking about an experience that we both shared even before we knew each other, right? That's right. Yeah, and actually, you experienced it while you were in university. But the the goal of today's episode is we're gonna be nearing summer now, and this is more geared towards students, right? And we're, we're gearing more towards summer break. And uh, for some of us, we may not have anything to do for summer break. And I think this is a recommendation for both of us, from both of us, an idea to maybe consider doing over the summer and it yeah. can result in being something quite fruitful, which is um, there's two programs. One I have done, Andrew has in both of these programs. Um, so he'll talk a lot about both. And then I'm going to talk more about one because I only know one. Um, and the program that we both have shared is called NCAS. And then the program that Andrew, you have shared by yourself, not shared, sorry. The one that you've done by yourself is the NASA La Space Academy is the name of it. Right. And maybe we should, uh, what is it? The abbreviation for NCAS is National. No. <laughs> it's an abbreviation within an abbreviation. I know that. It's like Isn't it NASA Community College uh, Aerospace Scholars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that is a program. And it's, I mean, it says it in the name itself, right? Community college. And then we have the space. I don't know if the space actually takes on community college students, but you might know a little bit better about that. But um, we, we try to make it where we could have both community college students that are interested in aerospace or interested in the industry of aerospace. You don't necessarily have to be an aerospace engineer to be interested in the aerospace industry. That's correct. Like, I mean, you know that, right? Right. And then also... Um, you know, university students as well. However, that is still a different thing because Andrew, you happen to, you know, you'll, you'll share your experience about not being in community college and yet still being a part of um, NASA's community college uh, for aerospace scholars. So, Yeah, I, it is specific for community college students. It's just that I had happened to apply the last semester before I transferred. So my actual onsite experience was when I was already at university. So it's not like common, but it happens. You can still do it. You just have to reach out to your like lead, whoever it is, and and they'll like work around it for you. Right, right. So I think it's apt of us 
to, I guess, start off with NCAS. Yeah. Because we both did NCAS first. And then we can jump into uh, your experience with Bliss Space. And I, I, I'll probably have some questions regarding that as well. Because I don't know necessarily what you did there. We didn't really talk about this too much. So, yeah. Actually, I think you'll be pleased to know too. I've been doing a lot of recruitment for like the one of the projects I'm a part of. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing a lot of people have prior experience with NCAS as well. I didn't know it was as common, but I've seen like, you know, I, I probably looked at a few people's like, prior experience things applications uh-huh. deal and i was like i saw like i'd say five ten people uh, like out of the, around amount. how many resumes would you say a 40 oh well, i mean 30 like, something like that you you would i mean i guess that yeah it's um because when you go to ncas it's like you don't see you know, it's not like it doesn't seem like that many people and ncas is inter not international sorry it's national so therefore it's kind of shocking to see like five specifically for the you know the club that you're talking about yeah and it's so funny too because one of my friends at cal poly pomona who's no longer there but i i met him at in our math class the first math class i took at cpp and he we're talking you know just regular conversation and he was like hey man do you mind if i have your get your number I'm going to be leaving uh, next month for about a week and I'm going to miss, you know, two class sessions. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's so odd. I am as well next month leaving for a week. So I'm going to miss two class sessions as well. Do you mind me ask what you're going to be doing? And he was like, oh, I'm going to do this thing called NCAS. And he actually went to Johnson Space Center and I went to I Marshall Space Flight Center. So, But we could right. get into it. What is NCAS and, and what our experiences were? Right, right. Actually, let me preface with one more thing. Are, are are you ready to jump into it, Andrew? Or is it okay if I preface with this one? Yeah, thing of before? course. Go ahead. Yeah. So the reason why we're intentionally making this episode now is because specifically for NCAS, they have registration and the registration is free, guys. However, you need to register by May, the middle of May. Was it? Is it? I, I believe it's May 19th. I may be wrong here. And uh, young Andrew Diamond here is going to be double checking me on this. However, it is going to be in May. And so um, applying now would be ideal. And then you would be able to possibly participate in NCAS. And I don't believe they're too picky and choosy about who they want on the program. And uh, so it would be a really good time for you guys, especially in community college. Those of you guys that are really interested in the aerospace industry or it doesn't even have to be aerospace, but if you guys have had a passion for space or STEM, right, it's a really good idea to go into NCAS and really get a little, I guess, foot in the door with, you know, this program. It would be probably a good idea. So, Yes, sir. May 19th. We were pretty close. I think that's what I said. Oh, you may have. I might have missed that. <laughs> wow. Well, I guess I'm solid. Maybe I didn't say. I don't. You guys will know, right? I, I mean, or we'll uh, listen but- to it later on. While we're on the topic, is I have it pulled up, mm-hmm. um, and we'll get into it a little bit later in more detail what the program is. Uh, La Space Academy, so NASA La Space Academy is the other program we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Their deadline is much sooner, April thirtieth. Wow. Um, so you just have a few days, but they do um, this every year. I think every semester they have a like program, and we'll talk more about it. Right. Right. Yeah, but we highly recommend you guys both in community college and in university to really try to, you know, apply for these, especially if you guys are ones 
um, that are trying to one like re- like it's packing your resume, right? That's a really good thing to do. And if you don't have much experience, you know, this might be a good experience to have. Um, and then two, it's also to get experience, not like necessarily experience in engineering, but it's more of like, oh, I get to go see this and we'll, we'll talk all about it, right? That's what we're going to be doing today in this episode. And so, yeah, yes, sir, I, are you ready to jump right into it? Let's do it. All right. So how are we doing this? You, you want to share about your experience in NCAS first? If yeah. You don't mind so, me asking. It's a lot sure. more fresh for you and yours is a lot cooler than mine, I think. <laughs> So please, I, Andy. You, you got to see some pretty cool things. I agree. Yes, I I did. But um, I got to see a Saturn V. So yeah, well, I did not. <laughs> so so NCAS. What is NCAS? So basically, NCAS is a uh, multi-week, multidisciplinary project that is sponsored by NASA, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it basically is trying to encourage community college student to you know. Uh, go into STEM and encourage education in STEM and training. And basically what you do is you apply like Jonathan said, Oh, Jonathan. Whoa. I know. Are you that mad slipped at me? Out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when your mom, name? yeah. yeah when, uh, uh, when, like Johnny was saying, you, you apply it's, I don't think there's a particular like skill set you need to have. It's just, they really want to give, you know, everybody an equal opportunity to see all these cool things and learn. Right, and that's right. what they want to do. They want to they want to teach you, and so you do a, I want to say six week online, maybe eight week. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a month and a half, so approximately. But you know, we'll say a month and a half to two two months, right around. Yeah, something like that. And mine was over the summer. I don't know if yours was over the summer as well. Yes, it was. Um, so basically what you do is you take these classes and they also have people at some times come in and like give kind of webinars as well. Yes. Um, and just tell them about the, you know, their experience in engineering and they try to teach, you know, whatever they they specialize in. They try to pass some knowledge down. Mm-hmm. But you learn a lot about there's a huge focus in NCAS about the Artemis missions. And the reason for that is because NASA, you know, is responsible for the Artemis missions. And we're supposed to go back to the moon in three years, two years, something like that. I think 2024 is when we're supposed to go back. Um, so NASA has a whole lot of, uh, you know, they want to teach the the future us right. because they're preparing to go back to the moon. And so at the end of this, you know, two month program, whatever it is, you have a final project. And that final project, Johnny and my, me have actually a different experience in doing <laughs> this as well. Um, you can choose from one of three things. I believe one is like a research paper mm-hmm. about, I think, a planet. I Well, I actually have something very, a little bit different from like, even what I did was different from you. Okay. I guess. So yeah. I think I think their prompts can also change. But yeah. what I did was I created a little rover, which it was so bad. I am not proud of this rover at all. I actually pretty much destroyed it from my life because it was so horrendous. You still have it from what I know. No, I don't think I do. No way. I, I think I straight up got rid of it because it was so bad. <laughs> uh, but, and that was like on my old computer and I basically like, just dumped everything on the old computer, but that's besides the point. So I made this little rover and, and basically the whole gist of the program is that you have to score pretty good. You have to score above a 70 every single quiz. Cause you get like weekly quizzes. Yeah. Um, and it's, you do it at your own pace and then you submit this project. And as long as you score above a 70 
in the class, quote unquote, in the class at the end of the semester, uh, quote unquote, semester again, uh, you're accepted into another phase of the program where they actually fly you out and pay for your experience, your hotel, your flight, and your food as well to stay at a NASA facility for five days. Right, right. And you are not um, guaranteed a specific location. Like I went to Marshall Space Flight Center, which I didn't necessarily, I didn't not want to, but that was not like my first choice. I actually Mm -hmm. don't remember what my first choice was. Um, But Johnny went to... I went to Armstrong Flight Research Center. You went to Armstrong. And, yeah. you know, I, I know some people that went to JPL. I know some people that went to Ames. And they all have very different experiences. Like mine and Johnny's experience is totally different because right. just the work that they do at Marshall versus the work they do at... Uh, at Armstrong Flight Research Center. I don't know it's why. A, it's, a, it's a long string of words. But yeah, it, I agree. It is different because Marshall has the Saturn V, right? I think it's kind of interesting... Wait, wait, sorry, you were going to say something. Yeah, no, no. So Marshall does have the Saturn V, but it's not tied directly to Marshall. So it just so happens that there's a museum in in Alabama that has so much NASA history is that's where they decided to put the uh, Saturn V. Right. And it is insane. If you are ever able to go, one, to NASA, Marshall, that place is crazy. Two, if you're ever able to see the Saturn V, Oh my god, that thing's insane! Yeah, no, I mean it's it's well factually as of now, it's the largest human rocket. Not human rocket. What is it? It's it's made for human travel and transportation. It's the largest one ever made, right? That's yeah. ever been deployed. Now we can talk about the Falcon Heavy and how it's going to be deployed. And this episode may be antiquated and outdated, you know, for listeners that may listen further back, right? However, as of now, the Saturn V is the biggest rocket ever for humans to have been inside and to have survived. Yes, sir. So it's very big. And I got to see it. It was pretty cool. It was like, a, I think when I was talking to them, they were saying it was like a a test pad uh, testing unit, let's call it. It was, right, it was right. never intended to fly, but, you know, it's for testing. Right. Um. It was pretty nuts just to see it, but we're getting sidetracked. Um, but yeah, so basically, and I'll let you tell you tell about your experience, but uh-huh. when you're on site, you're actually not there to just check out NASA. You do get to, you know, <laughs> explore NASA a bit, but that is not the primary focus. The primary focus is actually there as like a team building exercise mm-hmm. and you're working with a small team. I think my team was approximately five or six people. Yeah. And we made a little lego rover which is made from lego mindstorms yes so if you have any experience with mindstorms you have an advantage right off the bat (laughs) that's what i thought (laughs) but i'll get into that on my end and basically they set up this like little test mat which is supposed to simulate mars and they put some little boulders out which is supposed to you know represent um i guess rocks and dunes and whatever it is obstacles and you have to basically get these little, what were they? What were we trying to actually get? It's like yeah, extracting minerals and such, right? Yeah. Like they getting, were like, like, it was like pieces. Things. It was like foil balls, I believe, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. And, and, and then in the middle of the mat, because it's made on the one of those giant squishy mats, um, there's a big mountain that they actually made out of, uh, I don't know if you noticed, 
ours was made out of like the the easy foam the insulation that you spray into a wall like if you cut a hole in the wall right right and on the top of it they put a little rover so if you're really good you could go back and uh extract the rover and somebody on another team actually got the rover and Mm -hmm. got to bring it back because they what they did was they rammed it they called it Olympus Mons. So they rammed Olympus Mons and then they were able to extract the rover and get it back. Hey, to that's an idea for you guys out there that are trying to, you know, because we had something like that too, but yes, an idea. Throw an idea out there, another one. <laughs> nuggets of, nuggets of, uh, I don't know. Gold. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so we built a rover. I'm not going to lie. Ours failed miserably the first time. Um, and we had to get really uh, crafty i guess the word is because a lot of the things that we had weren't necessarily working correctly so you know we had to do make do with what we had but it was it was good it was a good experience for sure for sure what about yours yeah so a lot of what andrew said is definitely there's a lot of overlap however something that i should say is i actually went to ncas before andrew and i went because we both came out of community college at the same time however was in my, I believe I was in my, it might've been, I want to say 2018 is when I went. And Andrew, you went in 2019, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So it was a year later. So actually for me, the same experience, it was approximately six to eight weeks. However, uh, a lot of the topics that we went over were actually about Mars. It was about the Mars. Really? Yeah. So the Mars missions were, so Andrew did, a CAD model of a rover that he's extremely ashamed of <laughs> for some reason. I, Andrew, you know, the motivation for me, you know, trying to get back into running because I'm, I'm, I'm horribly behind guys. Oh, do you want to talk about it. that? And I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'll talk about it when I, when I get closer and I inch forward. Um, if I do at this point, I don't know. Uh, school's been rough. <laughs> oh, there's a doubt of a sliver of doubt in your voice. I've a never sliver heard that of doubt. Yeah, but I found out that we have a week extra of school. <laughs> so not a week extra of school. I, I recently found out. I was like, wait, we have a little bit more school than I, I like told myself mentally. So maybe I can catch up. However, um, was it, where was I going with that? Um, Mars missions and NCAS. Yeah, so the Mars missions were what I wrote about. So in the final project that we did, I wrote about the Mars missions. And I had to write about the different ways that um, we can get to Mars. And so we can do the whole, we like do a Mars fly, like do like a, a certain flyby. Maybe, I'm, I don't know. I think it might've been an Earth flyby. It might've been one way to get to Mars. Or we could have um, stopped by the moon. And that probably would, would have been Artemis, right? Now that, you know, things are starting to flesh out more. And there were like different ways about it or like orbiting Mars and then deploying and then Stuff like that. There were a lot of different ways to go about it. And then they were like, so like, what is the best way that you would think is to uh, perform a Mars mission? And and I, you had to explain everything and get reasoning for it, do research. And they even provided documentation that you're supposed to cite off of. And so me being the very um, not confident catter myself, I didn't want to create a, a rover that I'd be ashamed of. And so instead, <laughs> I'm kidding, Andrew. Hey, man. <laughs> It got me to Marshall Space Flight Center. It did. <laughs> Anyways, instead, I was more confident in my writing skills. And so I decided I'm going to write a persuasive paper regarding why one way of doing the Mars mission is the best way. And uh, I explained and I also talked about the other ones as well. So that was mine. Uh, 
but yeah, overall, I think MCAS wasn't like, you know, that aspect of coursework in the beginning, it wasn't too bad. And like, I think something Andrew forgot to mention, I, I, you might've mentioned actually, is these quizzes are repeatable. I oh believe, yeah, that's right. I believe you can take them an unlimited amount of times. And so if you get zero out of 10, I don't, I don't know how many questions they give you. I forget now it's been a while, right? If they give you zero, if you get a zero out of ten, you can take it again, and you can continue to take it until you you know you work your way up to at least a seven out of ten. And so, uh, me being me, I wanted at least a nine out of ten or a ten out of ten every single time. So, you know, I did with that, but there was that that that's basically the coursework of it. And of course, I was able to. Um, I want to say this as well. Um, Andrew was saying that they fly you out and they pay for that. Not quite true. I drove to my place. Oh, that's right. That's that's an anomaly yeah. though. Yeah, well, uh, I, I think it depends where you live. So yeah, if you're gonna, if you live close to, so for example, Andrew and I were, we both go to Cal Poly Pomona, so we're Southern California residents, and so therefore, um, it's it's unlikely. I think maybe for Andrew they might fly you out actually, uh, but for me it's very unlikely that NASA JPL would be a place they'd fly me out to because. Um, well, no, but JPL is pretty close to you. Right, right, and then the other place that they refused to fly me out to, though I asked and requested was they refused to fly me out to <laughs> Armstrong Flight Research Center. <laughs> they were like, no, you're too close to it. Uh, I think it was approximately an hour and a half to two hour drive, which is, you know, if you think about it, honestly, isn't that bad. So, uh, but yeah, like they instead had me drive there and then they paid instead for, um, you know, you, the use of my car and gas and so on. And then they paid for your hotel to stay. Right, right, right. They paid for my hotel to stay. I ended up having a, a roommate. Um, who was also like, he wasn't on my team at uh, NCAS, but uh, housing was paid for, food was paid for, um, you know, going on to base. I didn't live on the NASA campus. I don't know if that was something that you guys did, but we did not um, either. We actually had to go to the NASA base. And then the way that Edwards Flight Research Center works is it's inside of, uh, or not Edwards Flight Research Center, Armstrong Flight Research Center is inside of the Edwards Air Force Base. And so being in Edwards Air Force Base, um, there were some things that were proprietary. So we had to get there and then they had to make sure we were not suspicious people and stuff like that. But overall, like very similar experience to Andrew, where um, I was able to go to, uh, after doing the coursework for approximately X amount of weeks, f uh, fairly not even that hard, right? Um, I was able to go to experience, um, I guess, a side of NASA that not many people I think have a chance to experience and it was almost all free right yeah you pay you i you might have mentioned it you pay like 25 or 50 dollars for a process application processing fee after you get accepted so it's free to apply and then i'm gonna sneeze i'm sorry so you good. could continue this conversation yeah so it, it's free to apply so it's free to register it's free to apply all these things however the only part that you have to pay for is if you are invited onto a NASA center, right? Or campus, then they would now that you're going to get some goodies and stuff. So you also have to pay for that and the application fee, which I believe is around $30. Um, I think at the, the ceiling is $50. Uh, forgive us for our, our, our lack of remembrance, but it's been a while. And, but it, it, I would say for, you know, if you can, if you can let yourself, you know, save up 50 bucks, maximum you you will then have the next five days and even potentially be flown out and that is more than going to make up for 50 dollars because they even give you extra goodies on top of that as well 
Yeah, and if you could save up more, the NASA gift shops are pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I spent... I for sure spent more money at the NASA gift shop than I did on the application. So, yeah, I bought like a nice sweater and a polo, and I was super excited to wear the polo to school one day. Like we were presenting, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna wear this" because it said NASA Marshall. Uh, and one of my professors was like, "Where'd you get that?" And I was like, "Have I got a story for you?" <laughs> I got it from NASA Marshall. That's where I got it. Can you read my sweater? Does it not tell where it's from? <laughs> I did not yeah. get anything like that. I got some cool stuff though. I got a, a jacket and like some coins and patches, but yeah. yeah. So yeah. Go uh, on. So as a learning experience, I wouldn't expect, you know, NCAS to be your end all be all, and you're not going to become a rocket scientist after you do this program, so to speak. Um, and you know, you're going to learn a, a little bit about, you know, like Johnny said, the Mars missions or Artemis, whatever it is, whatever is currently on there, you know, currently they currently have their crosshairs on yeah yeah um but it's more about the experience itself you know you get to work with the team and then you also like johnny's saying get to see something that not a lot of people get to see right you know it's tough to get on to some of these nasa campuses oh yeah um because some of the work they're doing is next level i got to see some crazy cool stuff like i got not only did i get to see you know the saturn five which is a part of history i actually got to see the liquid rocket tanks for SLS. Mm. And it was on their <clears throat> static test stand, which their static test stand that they, it was currently on was historically one of their like, um, it, the, the Saturn V rocket was there at, at some point. Mm-hmm. So like I got to see a part of history and I got to stand like, you know, 50 feet, no, 50 yards away from it. It was really cool. And the coolest part was like, oh, they're going to be doing dynamic tests. So they're going to bring it to pressure and they're going to try to blow the tank. So like three or four weeks later, I got to see the picture of the tanks that were like totally obliterated and they overpressurized it on purpose because they wanted to see where it failed. It was such a cool thing to see that, you know, before and after type thing. I also got to see, um, I don't know what it was called, but it, it was essentially the next the habitat that people are going to be living in when they go to Mars. And it was so crazy. What? It was this cross section that they put into a rocket oh. upper stage. Uh-huh. And um, it was so it was like three stories, super intense. They had like a, a workout room, quote unquote, they called it a room and how they sleep, how they work out. Everything is so crazy the way to see. And it's really hard to explain, you know like without seeing right, it, right. but it's one of those things when you see, you're like, dang, that's awesome. So if you can, that's an amazing experience. I learned right. a lot about like random things while I was there and I got to see some crazy cool things. Right. So like something that you'll get out of joining NCAST would definitely be these experiences that not many people can experience. And even if they do, right, let's say that you're able to fly out to Marshall, right? It's, it, I believe it's near Huntsville, Alabama, right? Yeah, it is in Huntsville. It's Huntsville, right? So if you're able to fly out to Huntsville, they may you you might be able to see some of the stuff, but it, you know I I don't know if you'd be able to see everything. Um, and I, I could attest for the same thing at, at Armstrong Flight Research Center because they they it's hard to get on, especially for Armstrong because, like I said, it's on an Air Force base. So when you get on, they need to clear you first of all and say that you're okay to be on base because. It's um, Armstrong Flight Research, Research Center is inside of the Air Force Base. And so you need to get past the guards in the front. They need to check that you're, you know, you're okay. You're not 
uh, a terrorist or you're not someone that may be suspicious of activity that could harm the U.S. government. And then once you're inside, you now have to uh, drive like another, honestly, 15, 20 minutes. It's crazy how big that base is. Yeah, but let's take 15, 20 minutes. Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Maybe someone's like, no, dude, it's like five minutes. But for me, it felt like 15, 20 minutes and you, you, you know, drive out there and then you finally approach what is Armstrong Flight Research Center. And then out there they have like, I mean, I feel like what Andrew said is really cool. And Armstrong Flight Research Center is like a little bit more humble, but I did get to see and experience cool things. So uh, the moment you get there, you see an SR-71, right? So you see the Blackbird out there, the fastest plane ever made, right? And I think it's so apt because you, Andrew, you are a space guy and I am not. I am an, I am a, was an aeronautics guy, right? You're astronautics, I'm aeronautics. And so yes, I ended up at a flight research center and you ended up at Marshall, right? Space flight center. Yeah, space flight center. And so two different things and we kind of ended up where, you know, our interest lies. And so I got to see the SR-71. I got to see, I believe, some drones that they have out there that were just experimental. Um, and I got to see, um, I guess, like, I think the Prandle wing, I don't know if you've heard of it. The, the chief engineer out there, Chief Bowers, he's showing us pictures of what he's done. And there's a lot of interesting things that they've done there. It's a little bit newer of a base uh, or a NASA center than other places as well. And so uh, not much has gone on there. But then, I, I mean, I got to experience a sonic boom. <laughs> quite scary and and you know again um andrew's experienced things that are different from mine right i got to experience some cool things as well and um it, it, i guess it's a toss-up as well so jpl is going to show you something different ames is going to show you di- something different uh, other c- centers out there i don't know maybe goddard is also one that uh participates in ncast but all these different places are going to be able to offer you a different experience so though you are getting uh, what Armstrong Flight Research Center is like, and even then it could have changed, or what Marshall Space Flight Center is like. Um, I- I'm going to say that they're both very great experiences and extremely, I think, exciting and really can start to develop your passion for what your desires are, especially in STEM or aerospace. Um, however, don't expect what we say to be gospel across all the space, uh, all the NASA centers, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, you're definitely going to get a different experience. I know that people had a really good experience at JPL. Their only gripe was like, I live in Southern California. I don't want to drive to JPL. I want to see like something new. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, went across the country quite literally. So yeah. I had never been to Alabama before. I'm a, I apologize if you guys hear my dog barking in the background. <laughs> but um, I had never been to Alabama, so I was really excited to see, you know, what Marshall had. And it, it's immediately a totally different environment. When I landed in Alabama, you leave the airport and that city is built on aerospace. They have aerospace giants there like Boeing, NASA, Lockheed. All these companies have huge um, plots there, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. where they do a lot of manufacturing and testing as well. And so, like, I got off the plane and plastered all over the wall. It's like Alabama, home of space flight, all this different stuff. Super cool to see. Um, and the base that, that they're, they're also located on a base, but it's not, I don't think, as active as Edwards. Uh, but a lot is changing over there. They're creating, like, a whole new Boeing facility. The CIA is creating a facility. So I'm sure as time progresses, it's going to be a little bit more rigorous i guess they're back they're checking there at the gate as well 
Um, but yeah, it, it was a super cool experience. Uh, I know one of my, my, that friend that I said went to, um, NCAS. Yes. NCAS. But I'm trying to think where I said he went. The, I, I don't think Houston, you, Houston, 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 Houston. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Um, of course, Houston is synonymous with, uh, mission and ground control and mm-hmm. he is a communicate or no, he's electrical engineer, uh, student. And so he was like, wow, this is perfect for me, right? So we all, it's pretty cool how, you know, our interests really like landed where we wanted to go. Right. Um, another big one people really wanted to go to was Stennis because Stennis does like all the rocket testing. So you do hot fires there. Mm. Um, and, you know, to see the the stand where they do hot fires would be incredible, but, um, or green run, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But, um, right. right. Yeah, NCAS is super cool. I definitely recommend it, especially because you literally don't have anything to lose. Right, right. I mean, you'll gain back more than you put in for sure, especially when those quizzes are repeatable, man. Like, I wish yeah. all my quizzes are repeatable. Don't you wish our <laughs> quizzes are repeatable, Andrew? <laughs> no, I wish all our quizzes were sudden death. If you miss one question, that's it. Yeah, no, Andrew's like that. He's he, It doesn't matter. He, he likes I'm to live life kidding. on the edge. I'm just kidding. But that's yeah, not how. We, we highly encourage you guys, um, you know, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a hassle, right? Those first couple of weeks doing this. Uh, but we just guarantee if you put in the work, it, it doesn't even have to really be your 100%. Though I do encourage it. If, if you just put in a decent amount of work, you can really, you know, get yourself, you can earn yourself an experience at NASA. And, and if I could do NCAS again, I, I possibly might, even though like my experience at NCAS wasn't uh, entirely the, uh, I guess my expectation going into NCAS was, I was like, I'm going to connect. I'm going to connect and make connections. I'm going to try to network, but I should have really understood that it wasn't necessarily that. It was just it was just a means of showing you what NASA does, showing you um, an experience at NASA, I guess. And so, um, but still, like, if I want to go just purely for an experience and like understanding what NASA does and feeling inspired and so on, NCAS, I, I believe, is a really good way to do it, and it's. You know, it doesn't really hurt your wallet either. So, yeah, um, I definitely agree. You know, there is some some aspect of it is like networking a bit, but it's not the primary focus of oh, NCAST. Yeah. So definitely not. You know, go with an open mind, have fun. One thing that I would recommend is not to get too hang up because it is a competition. Um, my team, uh, I'm not going to you know put anybody on the spot, but uh, some of my members got really hung up on this whole competition. But at the end of the five days, nothing comes from that winning that competition. You get right. uh, every everybody literally gets a like participation trophy, basically. And, you know, you, you don't if you win the competition, you don't get an internship or anything like that. Oh, yeah. So one thing that they were like so hung up on it, they were like, oh, we're not going to go see the Saturn five because we want like this time to to perfect our rover. And I was like, that's silly. Like. You guys are missing the whole point of this trip, I think. But dang, that's you know, crazy. I know. Yeah, I was like, no, we cannot do that. Like, I think you guys are missing the big picture. Yeah. So let, let's just like you know to, to delve into this a little bit more. Um, when you guys do get to EdCast, right? You guys get to the hotel or wherever it's going to be. You guys going to meet your team. You guys going to do all the all you know socializing. If you guys hate socializing, maybe EdCast isn't for you because you're gonna have to find you know your team of five or six people and you're going to be with them for the next five days. You're going to work with them, right? It is a competition, you know, trying to extract stuff, but there's a lot of other aspects that go on as well. Uh, 
like Andrew said, I think that is a word of wisdom. If you guys are interested in this, please do not get so caught up in the competition. Um, yeah. I, I personally didn't go in being so focused on the competition. I wanted to experience NASA and I also wanted to network. Uh, this competition really, like I, I believe the, the gift that the first place team got was like they all got leather uh, like planners, which I believe you can buy on Amazon for, you know, like $25, right? <laughs> so if that's something that you guys really want, instead of going to see the Saturn V or something of that sort, then yeah, I guess you could take the competition a little bit more seriously, but really go for the experience. Um, don't get so caught up on the competition. Like they're going to work you on the competition anyways. Like some teams, um, if we were to paint a picture, they would, we'd get home slash ho- to the hotel and they'd still be working at the hotel. And I was like, man, I have a test next week for my statics class. I am not, I'm so sorry. I cannot stay for this meeting. I have a test next week. So um, I'd be studying instead. However, you know, like I said, um, it, you know, it's just, it's, it's just take it. It's a lighthearted competition. Don't take it too seriously. Relax if you can um, have a good time out there. I agree. Have fun. It's not that serious. Yeah. And like, if your team like listens to this episode, like these guys are talking garbage, I guess we might be right. But this is what what? our experiences are. It is what it is. Yeah. I'm sorry. We didn't win first place. Yeah. Maybe we're just bitter because we didn't win first place. We're like, (laughs) yeah, it's fine. If you don't take it seriously. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if I had had one, I I would be the total opposite. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah take it so serious forget the stupid saturn 5 nobody wants to see that anyways maybe it's possible but you know i I mean i'm just kidding i don't really feel that way yeah um experience i think is a lot better and trumps it so with that being said guys we encourage you to try to apply for ncas keep it in the back of your mind if you guys really are like i don't know what i'm doing with my summer i'm gonna have a summer that's just free again this is a short amount of your summer anyways and it's all online and actually, I forgot to add this on as well. If you guys are still intrigued, a lot of these quote-unquote classes are um, recorded videos. So you can watch them at your own leisure. You can watch them at a different speed. And, um, you know, you guys have been doing it for the past couple months anyway. So why not? You know, and, and these videos are going to be shorter too. So, yeah. yeah, It's yeah. it's super easy. Do it. NCAS, apply now. Super easy. Super painless. Now, moving on to Lespace. Um, this is the other opportunity or experience that I got to do that Johnny didn't actually get to do. Yeah. So the space, yeah. I did not get to do it. Yeah. Just tell everybody that I'm kidding. Hey, yeah, go on. It's <laughs> not too late to apply. You have another 11 days, I think. Yeah. I'm going to do my internship and the space just to spite hey, you, Andrew. You could, Hey man, I'm doing a Astro Dynamics boot camp this summer, which I, totally regret now that our plans for our, my project have changed because we've taken a totally different we've changed <laughs> gears 360 degrees or 180 degrees i should say and what i had planned this summer was it may not be so now i'm like gonna have to balance all these things but it's okay i want to figure it out here's something about andrew guys this guy's such a go-getter he's always adding more to his plate or he's considering it at all times and so at this point, I think I told Andrew, I was like, hey, maybe you should do it. He's like, hey, what's what's the worst that can happen? You know, like I just don't have a summer. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty bad. And he's like, ah, I, I could do with that. If you try to convince me to do something, even if I know it's a bad idea, there's a good chance that you could convince me. And I'm talking <laughs> about like strictly from an educational project standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Like you're like, take that class. And I'm like, yeah, I can fit it in there, right? What's an extra three units? 
Why not? Yeah, no. <laughs> and I, but I respect that. You know, Andrew's like, yeah, there's no limit for me, which is great. But, I don't know about that. There's a there's a limit down there somewhere. I'm just yeah. I, don't, I just don't know where it is. I don't think we've <laughs> ever, ever hit that aspect. The ceiling is, I think. So our our school's max units before you have to petition is 18. I think Andrew's max unit count, like actually, would be like somewhere like 20 something, like 26 or something. They're probably. I don't know about that. I would have a breakdown way before that. I think I'm at. I think I hit 18. No, I was going to hit 18, but I dropped a class because I wanted to take the class in person. So. For sure. But anyways, that's besides the point. We got so, sidetracked. What is La Space, bro? Because right now for me, it sounds like a meme. La Space. So please tell me why this weirdly worded program is called La Space and what is it, man? You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't know exact. Actually, that's not true. I think I have a suspicion why it's La Space with an L. So it's L apostrophe space. And it's because the program is sponsored and taught by, uh, well, NASA and Arizona State University, I think. You Which are is, correct. Is that LSU? Or no, ASU. ASU, yes, ASU. So why the L? I don't know. Uh, uh, Lucy Student Pipeline Accelerator that's right, that's and right, Competency that's right. Enabler. Uh, how could I forget? So the pro- program is actually sponsored by the Mission Lucy, which will be launching, I believe, sometime in September or October. And Lucy is a mission that's planning on going to the uh, Trojan asteroids, I believe. One of them is named Lucy. And it's a really unique mission because they want to hit, I think, like two or three asteroids. And they have like a perfect window. And I thought it was so cool. So um, it, who... It, Instead of being like for NASA, because NASA is unique and likes to do things differently, they don't have like, I mean, they have chief system, chief engineers and stuff like that. But the person leading the project, I believe, is called a principal investigator. Oh, I believe that's what they're called. And we actually got to speak to the principal investigator of Lucy and we asked him, you know, you have a launch window that only comes like once in x amount of years and quite literally this launch window would not be available in his lifetime again if they miss it and so we said how do you deal with like the fact that you could potentially miss this launch window after you sunk so much time into this mission and he just said it's simple i know we're not going to miss the launch window Hmm. and that was his legitimate answer that was it that's all he said he was like next question so this guy's confident it's kind of like us with our aerospace degree, right? Yeah, I'm, right. I'm here. Like, I think our, one of our first couple of episodes, I was like, yeah, we'll see if we get there. Right. And you're like, what do you mean we get there? We're going to get there. I was like, oh, I guess we're right. You know, but that's like, you know, in comparing a launch. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> to a degree, a degree is easy compared to a launch. Hey, hey, everybody has different, you know, they all come <laughs> from different backgrounds. And for some people, Maybe getting a degree might be harder than launching something, you know? You don't know. Hey, you know, you might be right. Anyways, so basically what List Space is, it's similar, um, has some similar aspects to NCAS, but it actually is is very different in some ways as well. So if you guys aren't familiar with systems engineering, systems engineering is a branch of uh, engineering that is uh, relatively new, I guess you could say, in many disciplines. It, you this look is aerospace. Uh, I just want to say this is specifically in aerospace, though. Yeah, yeah. There are different systems engineering, but 
the one that we're talking about specifically is brand new to aerospace and is not like electrical systems engineering. Well, I just wanted to say that that's the discipline I know that has had systems engineering for a while. Yeah. So for aerospace, systems engineering is relatively new. Um, and it's basically a way of like breaking these projects into um, many phases, right? phases and to multi multidisciplinary project that has it's a way of seeing like the big picture and and really planning out this project in in a really methodical right. systematic way that is uh you could duplicate what's the word i don't know what you're trying to get at <laughs> i'm saying you, you could replicate it really easy i want i almost want to say like replicatable <laughs> take it dude take it and run with it yeah so we'll go with that um but it's you know it's basically you could kind of think of it i just i just thought of it in a way like you know it's like the scientific method right you want to be able to take the scientific method and then apply it to any science problem right. and you get the same results and in right. a way systems engineering is kind of like that you want to be able to take a, this systematic approach and apply it to a problem and you get either the same solution or a similar solution because it's a way of looking at all answers to your problem because that's what engineering is you're essentially trying to solve a problem um and you get uh the best answer basically mm -hmm. so that's the idea behind systems right however the issue and the that the demand for list based academy is because systems engineering is so new that students typically don't have exposure to it in especially in undergrad so systems engineering is typically left for a graduate level program and it actually can is now a master's program and a PhD in some schools. Um, so, you know, with that comes a lot of things you need to learn. Me and you are lucky enough to be able to be exposed to that as a as a sophomore, actually, at our school mm -hmm. with our awesome professor Dobbs. Shout out to Dobbs. And so you go into this program and their goal is to kind of have you think in like a systems engineer and learn. Um, and you actually get to develop your own PDR. Johnny, what's a PDR? Oh my gosh. What is oh, it? Dobbs would fry you right now. It's something design review. Preliminary design review. Uh, it's a hard word, okay? <laughs> Proceed. Uh, Please move on. So basically what a PDR is, is you take, uh, just like what it sounds like, it says it in the name, a preliminary design of your system or subsystems, and you deliver it to your customer. And in this case, the customer was NASA. And so we're able to be, to do, basically this was our mission statement. We're a secondary payload going to Mars. We could, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, secondary payload going to Mars. You have two options. You could either be a small payload. Um, I don't remember the size, but I think it's like, I know that with the sizes, you get different amounts of money. That's all I could tell you. So you have these two size constraints and as well as, uh, money constraint and you have to develop an effective mission on mars and you have to show basically why that mission is you know a good idea and the purpose behind it and you know come up with legitimate sound reasons through research and coming back to haunt me you also have to develop a cad model <laughs> but i'm happy to say that since my ncast days my my uh, cad has gotten much stronger I actually put a pretty good, me, me and my team worked on it, but I, I did a lot of the CAD work on it and we put a pretty good looking rover together. I actually got Siemens uh, CAD certified through the program for free. So that's a great reason to take it as well. But I learned a lot about systems engineering and 
I would go out on a limb and say that had I not done the space, I probably wouldn't have gotten my internship strictly because my uh, the space was basically a systems engineering course. Um, and that's what I got my internship in. So I think it helped me a lot. And I also learned a lot and, you know, I do, we do quite a lot of systems in our project. Mm -hmm. So I think it's helped me through there as well. Right. Right. I see. I did not know that the space was predominantly systems engineering. Here's a, a little bit of a, I guess, a preface for you guys that don't know. I did not know what Andrew did in the space. And this guy talked about it. I've heard at least like 10 times. <laughs> I actually told you that I was, I think I told you last summer that you should do it. No way. Yeah. I remember I was like, oh dude, you should do this thing. And I think you were like, we weren't as close at the time though. So I don't think you really considered yeah. like doing it. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't trust Andrew's advice. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you did. It, it might've been too late. I think we started talking towards the latter half and I think applications might've already been closed as well. That's a possibility. That could have been the thing. That, that's yeah. very likely. Yeah, um, but I will say that that rover that Andrew created is quite cool looking. And I still recommend you 3D printing that thing, bro. I don't know where it is, honestly. But maybe uh, one day, if I could find it, I could probably sure. reach out to some. Some of the team members I actually had were went to our school that I actually know. And some of them are actually in the department that I talk to quite often. Shout out to Seb. Um we are in a project together, actually, we are. and yeah. we're we all are. going to be in a project next year as well. Uh, um, so yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, pretty small world, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Seb actually went on to do another program through the space called NPWE, and that is the uh, I don't know what it stands for, but basically you're in a proposal writing academy, so it teaches you how to effectively write proposals for when your customer you know has a specific thing they want. You don't send them, you know, a proposal that embarrasses your company or yourself. Mm -hmm. You're able to send a well thought out, well developed, mature proposal, and you're able to prove your worth to that customer. Right. So, I mean, I guess here, here, I guess the idea I'm getting here, right, is that the space is a lot more systems focused. And then what you can do is you can proceed forward and do another thing on top called NPWE. It's actually called NASA Proposal Writing and Evaluation Experience. That's what NPWE stands for. N-P-W-E-E, -E, right? <laughs> for those of you guys that are like, what is we? Like, we could be spelled different ways, right? That's true. Um, that's true. Yeah. So that's what that is. And, um, you know, these are all things that you can definitely pack your resume with. And I know I'm saying this again, but again, these are things that, you know, NCAS, LaSpace, NPWE, all things you can add onto your resume. And especially for those of you guys that don't have experience in a project or have limited experience, um, it's recommended that you put something like this on there and that would be extremely useful for you um, in either getting onto a project at school because, you know, projects look at resumes, right? Or it could even be, you know, in your pursuit for an internship in the future as well. Yeah, um, I put this on my resume and during my interview for my internship, the company that I'm with, they asked me about it. They were like, hey, what's this this NASA the space thing about? And I told right. them about it. Right. And they were like, oh, that's really cool that you got to do that. And uh, yeah, it's not, I know it sounds like, you know, especially for people that are like, oh, I already had a systems class. Why would I need to do it? Like you never stop learning, one. And two, like I know people that literally do systems for a project at school in the project that I'm currently in. And they're doing 
list space next over the summer because they're like, that sounds cool. Why not? Like I get to learn. And if I want to add on to that, one more thing, and Andrew, you would entirely agree with this, is you get the word NASA on your resume. Bro, come on. Yeah. You get you, to say you worked with NASA. Yeah, exactly. And and you're like, yeah, I didn't necessarily work with NASA, but you know, it, it's still a NASA associated program. And so therefore that's something you can put on your resume and it's quite respectable. Right. So I, I agree. So that's list space. Um, basically, you know, same thing you apply. There is no charge associated with this. This is probably, uh, you're going to learn, you're going to come away with this one with more knowledge than you will an experience like seeing the Saturn V, but that's okay. I actually, this will not, may not be an option after this September because that rocket is going to launch. Mm-hmm. However, I was actually just invited to go see the launch of Lucy because we were invited to go watch the, the launch. Oh, wow. So I, I won't be going, unfortunately, but um, it is a really cool experience for anybody that is able to go. That's awesome. I don't know how they're going to change up things in the future. But um, with that being said, you would have to pay for your own flight and your like lodging. Um, but you get to see a launch. And, you know, some people don't necessarily get to see launches. Oh, yeah. Especially. Lifetime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. So, yeah, that's cool. I want to go yeah. see that. Where's my invite? You should have done the program, man. Okay, well, you should tell me earlier. Gosh, Andrew, it's not <laughs> my fault. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so the space, the deadline, you guys got about a week. Um, NCAS, if you're a community college student, you guys have a little bit more than a week. You have about a month, I think. Around a month, yeah. Probably a little less than a month, but yeah, around. Do it. If you have nothing going on, it'll be worth it. You're going to be home anyways. Why not? You know, you yeah. could even if you have a job, if you have a full time job, you could still do these programs. You can, and you you can make time for it. Yeah, and then you'll just have to set aside some time out of your day days in school. Um, most likely, I don't think they do these programs over the summer in terms of visiting at least visiting the NASA's bases. I uh, don't think I think they do one NCAS over the summer, but the bulk of them happen in the uh school semester during school semesters yeah yeah so just so you know a fair warning right if you guys think you guys having a busy semester maybe not it's not that best idea to do it but if you guys are going to be having a pretty relaxed chill semester it might be a good idea to join ncas and then the space is going to be over the summer which is why it's so soon and then npw um i believe they have spring and semester terms as well so that's something that you guys can also take a look into, even though that's not something we necessarily have experience in. So that about wraps it, wraps it up on my end. How about you, man? Yes, sir. That's it for me for NCAS and the space. For sure. Well then. So with that being said, that wraps up our episode. I want to first but, ask you. Oh, but okay. Oh, I was just going to say we can't end the episode without a question. We can't. So the question is, how is your beer? <laughs> it's pretty good it's pretty good it kind of reminds me of sculpin and i think i've said that before i don't know if you've ever had sculpin sculpin's a not. really good beer it's probably one of my favorites i see um yeah it's pretty good i how many saturn fives out of 10 saturn fives is that what you're asking me sure sure <sighs> i'd say i forgot so the 10 is i need it yeah nine is i love it I don't know. I mean, we, we could try to scale everything if we want, but. Well, I need something. For, it's like banana for scale. I need something, you know? 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'd give it a seven. Seven. I see seven yeah. Santa Fires. That's a little, that's a pretty big, you know, Santa Fires a humongo. Yeah, dude, that's insane. Yeah. All right. My Rabinet is pretty good. If you guys have never had it, I'm a fan. I think it's just the right amount of drink, at least for me, because it's, it doesn't have as much liquid as like a can would. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's like a Sprite kind of, that's like the flavor behind it. So if you guys have never had it, then. You is know. it as spicy as a Sprite is? I don't think so. But then again, here's also something. My ramen was not that cold. It kind of, it kind of warmed. It's a little bit warm today. And so, you know, it's a little bit, um, maybe that's why it cooled down a little bit more quickly. So that could be a reason why. However, I hope this is not too loud. Oh, I might have, I'm going to spiked up the gain on that recording right there. But this marble is great. And so therefore, if I were to give this a ranking of one to 10 U2, U2s. <laughs> it's a U2 now. Yeah, it's a U2, not an SR. Uh, one to two, uh, one to ten. B fifty two last. Was it a was it a B fifty two? Yeah. Man. Wait, I I already said this, but I think I saw a B like not a, a C seventeen. I saw one not too long ago. So Dude, maybe I'll like C seventeens. Based on how much of a plane nerd Johnny is, literally like three o'clock in the afternoon, just random day, he takes. Me, <laughs> Dude, I swear I just saw it. Blah blah blah. Whatever it was, and I was just like, that's so random. I'm just over here working on my homework. Hey, C seventeen is pretty cool, man. It's a glow master. It's like it's humongo. I freaked out. It's okay. I mean, I could t- I could share this story on here, but um, <laughs> it's, it's getting too much off tangent. So, with that being C-17 said, C seventeen is cool, but not as cool as the C five. Hey, why why can't you? <laughs> Anyways, so one to ten C seventeens in commemoration of my seeing one not too long ago for the first time ever in my life. I will say I would give this an eight. Eight C seventeens. Wow, that's pretty pretty respectable. Respectable. I think it's because it's like the right amount of drink for me. It's not too much, you know. Respectable as is the C seventeen. Yes. Oh, great plane. Great plane. Anyways, as Andrew did say, there is a question for today. And it is now coming today it's gonna be coming from me to you, Mr. Andrew Diamond. So we were I think we talked about this recently, but I wanted to ask you, you know, we're nearing the tail end of our time here, but I recall us having a conversation and this was a during our own personal, we were having a personal conversation. You saying that uh, you wouldn't mind possibly minoring in something. So the question is, if you were to minor in something, let's say you were to, were to rewind it back to, you know, our first year at Cal Poly Pomona and we were still able to get a minor in something regardless of your major being in aerospace right now, what would you want to minor in and why? Easy. Don't say materials. Easy. No, no, no. So materials is a really common one at Cal Poly because we have so many classes overlapping with materials. You only need to take like, I think six classes or something like that. Only six more. I see. That's nothing. If you think about it, you get a minor out of six classes. I mean, Granted, as a transfer in three years, you're stacked every single semester. But if you want to do it smart, which if I wasn't in school for so long, I would probably do it. And I recommend mm-hmm. doing it as a transfer. If you transfer in, take four years and enjoy your time and get involved with all the projects you can. However, if I was 
um, going to do this as well. If I was going to take four years as a transfer, because I wouldn't do this in three, there's no way I'd be able to get it through. Get through it. I would do CS. I would minor in CS. <laughs> oh, that's really shocking for me. Why would you minor in CS? Because it is my weakest link, I guess you could say, in engineering. I'm not that, you know, I do okay, but it's it's somewhere that I could improve on a lot. And we use, you know, computers and code and computer systems and all these things so highly integrated. We use it so much that if I had, you know, the ability to do CS, and I'm not talking like, you know, taking class in Python or, or Java, I'm talking about doing like pretty hardcore like, I mean, not hardcore, hardcore, but if I could do like data analysis or something like that, um, I would love to. I would think like I would learn a ton. I would be pushed way outside my comfort zone, which is something I love doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, you know, I would have that edge up, I think, on people that like don't, aren't comfortable with code, don't do well with it. I would love to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just unfortunately, as of right now, <laughs> I don't have the time and I'm not going to take another year. At this point, I'm so close to the finish line. But yes, yes, would be great. I think it would be great um, to learn. And I definitely recommend if you can do it, um, to do it. I don't know if you would agree, but I think it is a uh, worthy skill to have as an engineer. Wow. Wow, Andrew, you've changed so much. (laughs) That's crazy. It's so funny because I think we were jokingly saying, like I think we were coming off of, we were discussing episode ideas and I remember Andrew typed up uh, why why coding is so garbage or something like that. And that was, you know, it was, it was made as a joke, but it was also coming out of frustration for, from Andrew's perspective. But it's, it makes me laugh because he still has a lot of respect for CompSci in a certain certain, certain way, you know? Um, but yeah, no, I think I'm there with you, man. I would want a minor in CompSci as well. Uh, and it, it might be a little bit more questionable maybe coming from me, but I just, I still think I have so much more to learn in computer science. And uh, oftentimes I feel like if I were to major in something else that was STEM related, it would have been computer science because of the roots that I have in computer science. And so, yes, I am there with you. Um, it's It would be extremely helpful in our coursework now and possibly depending on where we go in our careers in the future, it could be quite useful as well. But I think I've said this before, but the mentality behind learning um, and having a knowledge of how computer science works, I think is extremely useful to you as an individual, if you do, and, um, especially if you can get a little bit more deep in and understand the intricacies of it, uh, through like stru- uh, data structures and, and so on that stuff, uh, assembly, right? Like those are classes I never got to take. And those are classes that are like, you know, the next level, at least for me. And I feel like those would be classes you'd have to take as, um, one that would be minoring in comp side. So Yeah. I, I think it'd be extremely useful. And so therefore I would be one to take that over materials because I know that materials is, can be quite useful as well in, in aerospace. I think though a lot of people say the aerospace major is sufficient. Um, it's always kind of nice, you know, get a little bit more into your plate, onto your plate, you know, learn a little bit more. So I am there with you, Mr. Diamond. CompSci would be the minor that I'd go for. Yeah. Is the way I actually considered, I mean, I told you a bit about the master's programs that I'm looking at and I haven't looked too hard into it, but I considered also, I said, man, do I really want to master in aerospace? If like, is that what I want to do? Or do I want to do something different? And do I want to go into like a master's program for comp sci? Whoa. And that would be intense because, you know, 
I'm not the best, but it would be a great learning experience and I would have to do nothing but learn. So I don't know things to think about, but yeah, I would definitely do it. Yeah. Yeah, guys. So if you guys are considering a minor right now, maybe comp size the way. Or if you're a psychopath, you consider double, major. double majoring. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, geez. If there's someone out there that is double majored in comp sci and aerospace, you can take over for me. You can talk with Andrew and become the, the you can be the co-host instead. <laughs> Jeez. I'd have a, a mad amount of respect for you, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's that's just insane. Don't do that. We care about your mental health. <laughs> yeah. All right. But with that, that I mean, that about wraps it up, right? Is there anything else you'd like to add? That's it, man. That's it for this week's episode. Uh, we got some pretty exciting episodes coming up. We have our first guest. Should be next week. Should so be. it's a good time to send in your questions because our guest is, you know, could answer some of your questions. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to say that we're not real engineers, but we're not re- real engineers. And this guest is a real engineer in the flesh. I mean, he's not in the flesh because we're not meeting face to face, but you know what I mean. And he's an industry. He is an industry. Uh, we're going to let him say where he works because I don't know how deep in, uh, he wants to get into it. Right. But he he has a part in launch vehicles for a company. That's all I'm going to say. Right. And so if you guys have questions regarding launch vehicles, right, in industry, then it might be a good idea for you guys to start sending questions over. And on that note, Johnny, that's the end of the episode. I guess we out. Later, guys.